I'm Donnie. I'm Dory. And this is Two Besties and a Book. Hi, book besties. Hey, book besties. I was just handing it to you because it's your turn to read. It is my turn. It's your turn to read. How was your weekend? My weekend was good. I spent a lot of time with my granddaughter. Grandbabies. Yep, which was really fun. Okay, when you say granddaughter on the podcast, it makes you sound really old. She's not old, guys. (laughs) She's only 40-something. Like, young 40-something. Not even old (laughs) 40-something. Oh, we get old in our 40s? Because, listen, ladies. No, I'm staring it down. Okay, I said it wrong. Early 40s. (laughs) Early, early 40s. It's all good. It's all good. Mother. I really, my age does not bother me. I will be 42 in a couple weeks. I realize See? it is my birthday month. You know, we can she has one new grandbaby. Yep. Happens. Yep. She is the sweetest, cutest thing, though. Yeah. So she she was an absolute joy to be with. This episode, we read Nine Perfect Strangers by Leanne. Lion Moriarty. Not sure if we're pronouncing that right, but I think a lot of people probably know more. I mean... I'm, ass- I'm assuming, because we're avid book readers, it's starting to rain. Of course it is. I can't stand the rain. I'm going to get him back in the house in a minute before he gets all wet. Because um, we're avid book readers, I think of her as books, but some people might think of her as, like, the writer of, the, like, the HBO series, Big Little Lies, is a book that she wrote that they adapted into a show. Um, That's a really good book. I, read, I, did not, I watched the I did show. Watch. I did not read the book. <gasps> For shame. I know. Well, I didn't know it was a book before I started watching the show, because she wasn't one of my favorite authors then, so, I don't know, I just didn't realize. Uh, Sometimes that's how I find good books, though. No, it's true. That happened to me with Fight Club, and I was so pissed. I watched it, and I'm like, that's a book? It's in, it's based on a book? I'm like, son of a bitch. I right. the book is way better, but now it's hard to want to go back to the book having Watched watch the, the movies movie. and like kind of knowing the plot anyways. I don't know. You might learn stuff in the book that wasn't in the movies. The books are always more the detailed. And sometimes of, they cut out horse storylines um, out of books. The author of Fight Club, I've read a few of his books. My brother really liked him. He's pretty fucking twisted. I can only imagine what it's like. Yeah, we read a lot of twisted authors. He's... Yep. Well, this episode Sorry. we read. That's okay. <laughs> we went off on a tangent. Tangent. Oh, Nine Perfect Strangers by Lian Moriarty. Could 10 days at a health resort really change you forever? These nine perfect strangers are about to find out. Nine people gather at a remote health resort. Some are here to lose weight. Some are here to get a reboot on life. And some are here for reasons they can't even admit to themselves. Amidst all the luxury and pampering, the mindfulness and meditation... They know these 10 days might involve some real work, but none of them could imagine just how challenging the next 10 days were going to be. Frances Welty, the formerly best-selling romantic novelist, arrives at Tranquillium House nursing a bad back, a broken heart, and an exquisitely painful painful paper cut. She's immediately intrigued by her fellow guests. Most of them don't look to be in need of a health resort at all, but the person that intrigues her the most is the strange and charismatic owner-slash-director of Tranquillium House. Could this person really have the answers Frances didn't know she was even seeking? Should Frances put aside her doubts and immerse herself in everything Tranquillium House has to offer, or should she run while she still can? It's not long before every guest at Tranquillium House is asking the exact same question. 
combining all of the hallmarks that have made Lyanne Moriarty's writing a go-to for anyone looking for wickedly smart page-turning fiction that will make you laugh and gasp. Nine Perfect Strangers, once again, shows why she is master of her craft. Master. You know what I found a little bit funny and ironic is we decided, like, okay, let's step away from romance novels, right? To give everyone a little variety. And, like, our, one of our main characters is a romance novelist. I know. <laughs> I love that too. I was like, oh, well, that's good. We didn't completely get away from it, that's I guess. That's right. <laughs> Leanne Moriarty was born in Sydney, Australia, which makes sense because that's where the book's set. Um, she is the Australian author of six international best-selling novels, Three Wishes, The Last Anniversary, What Alice Forgot, Oh, yeah, we, I read that one. I've read all three you mentioned so far. The Hypnotist Love Story and the number one New York Times bestsellers, The Husband's Secret and Big Little Lies. All of them. I read all those. But she also has more because I read them too. Yeah. I only read what Alice forgot, and I really liked that one. I forgot mm-hmm. I did. I, for some reason, I thought that was by my husband's someone secrets else. That are we really, read. That, my Husband's Secret is the first one that I read of hers. Mm-hmm. And then I enjoyed it so much, I was like, I wonder if she wrote anything else. And she had had several. There's also Truly Madly Guilty. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've seen that. Yep. I haven't read that. So I've only, I have read one of her books before, though, and I really honestly thought I hadn't, but I have. I've read what I almost forgot. I liked mm-hmm. that one. Her breakout novel, The Husband's Secret, yep. <laughs> sold over 3 million copies worldwide and was number one UK bestseller on Amazon Best Book of 2013 and has been translated and into And I think that's what happened. Languages. I found it, like, on Amazon because they were, like, promoting it or whatever, and it was, yeah. like, on sale and... Oh, um, CBS has acquired the film rights. Mm-hmm. Wow, she's selling her books all over the place into yeah. movies and shows. Nice. She's very good at being having a, a wide breadth of characters. Yeah, she is. Oh, she also has children's books. The Petrifying Problem with Princess Petronella, The Shocking Trouble on the Planet of Shabble, and The Wicked War on the Planet of Whimsy. Say that again? Those are her kids' books. Oh, no way. <laughs> yep. She writes children's books also. And she lives in Sydney with her husband, son, and daughter. Did we do a podcast on what Alice forgot? We didn't. No. No. Because okay. we didn't read it together. That's right. You read it, recommended it to me, then I read it, which seems to be the pattern. <laughs> I know. So what were your first impressions of the book? My first impressions after reading the entire book where, wow, that was an interesting ride. Right? It was (laughs) was, a wild ride. It was one of those, like, all-over-the-place books, but made sense. Yes. Took a little... Like, there were times you definitely had to concentrate, you know, as our uh, listeners know, we tend to listen Listen. to our books. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was definitely one we were actually kind of quickly chatting before hunkering down and hitting record here. And we're saying how... We definitely backed down, like, the listening speed. Yes, because it was a <clears throat> faster narrator than the last one we I also to. just think it was just more action-packed. Like, oh, and, so um, much info. Yeah, a you lot of info. You slow kinda, it down to process exactly. it. And we were dealing with um, accents, too. Yes. Because... A few. I, yeah, the narrator herself, mm-hmm. I believe, had is an European, so yep. she had an accent. And then they were doing, like, a Russian-y type accent yep. for um, Masha, and then they were yep. doing English... She had her own English-y yep. accent. There's so. a few. So yeah. I think that's part of it, too, right? Like, so mm-hmm. you have to, like, kind of retune yourself to, to be hearing it, mm-hmm. and... Oh, there's uh, an Asian accent in there, too. Yep. Yeah. Like I said wild ride wild set of characters 
I definitely, I really enjoyed and, and really got into the initial beginning of the book when it, you're Francis. Yeah. And she is just, like, at first she's kind of reflecting on life and it's like, okay, it's not yeah. that bad. And she's then all a very of a sudden, carefree type yeah. of person. But then all of a sudden it's like, oh, but my nose is dripping and I can't get rid of this cold and my back twinges every other minute. And then she had a paper cut that was hurting and yeah. her nose, I, like, all these little things were stacking up and then I thought it and was... And she was in menopause. Yes. I was just going to say, when she had to pull over because she had such an overwhelming hot flash and she literally just started honking a horn and yelling because she was in the middle of nowhere, you know? Yeah. I'm like... So she thought she wouldn't be heard. I got that. I felt that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, it, it was just kind of done in a way where it just kept, like, ramping up. Like, I think she wanted to, like, tell herself, like, I'm okay. Everything's okay. This is okay. Life is okay. And then, like, little by little, everything was permeating that, yeah. you know, like, um, bubble of just trying to be okay. Like, she kept trying to have an optimistic, positive attitude, and then yep. things just kept pounding on it. <laughs> yep. And then she'd be, like, reflect on things, and it would really go downhill from there. You know yep. what I mean? Yeah. So... I love her. She was a funny character, though. Like, whether it was intentional or not intentional, she was funny. Yeah, like, she was. She was like, just all her, her internal dialogue yeah, yeah. Yeah, was hilarious. And then her ex husband's and her ex boyfriend, and then, yes. oh, the poor thing with her catfishing situation. I know. And she it, got scammed. The, the romance did. novelist got scammed. But then she gave money to the other girl that got scammed by the same scammer. Yep. <laughs> because she's just a, she's inherently a nice person yep so it's it but she's also funny and so it was like she was a good internal dialogue to hear yeah i liked it a lot too she was good and then it just how everybody like wrapped into each other and did all these things was really cool and that's where we meet tony yes this is our first introduction to him and at first he's just like this he seems like a concerned nice guy because yeah. he's like are you okay ma'am because they're on this road that's like no like, right she thought she could do that yeah for that because it was reason. a lonely road and yeah. it was kind of an offshoot of like a main road it wasn't yeah anything. off the beaten path yeah so that's why she was giving taking giving taking a moment for herself yes <laughs> and so he saw her because he was going the opposite direction and made, wanted to make sure she was okay, but then she, he, she kind of acted a little crazy, so yeah. he started calling her in his head like crazy lady. Oh yeah, or... and she was calling him serial killer in her serial head. killer. Yeah, because he, because she, through that interaction with both of them, was like, oh my god, what if he's a serial killer? We're on this road that's yeah, dark yeah, by yeah. ourselves, and he's going the other way. And so she was talking to him like through her cracked window. Yep and stuff but eventually he went away so she was like oh serial killer but then he ended up being at the retreat too yep so she was yeah she was calling him yeah and when she killer. found him she's like oh i know that oh my god it's serial killer you know yeah <laughs> what is he doing here? and he was thinking of her as crazy lady so yep. it was just funny the interaction between those two and yeah, he turned out to be like a professional, ex-professional soccer player. Yeah. But I think they were both in their like 50s or 60s. Yeah, I yeah. think 50s, yeah. And so, it, he's just funny. He was a funny character too because, and his name was like Smiley, but he came off as like this grouchy. Yeah. Like, yeah, not was... happy man. Because he wasn't, right? No. He was, well, he was there for a reason. Yeah. They're all there for a reason. Exactly. And... He had the big old smileys tattooed on his butt cheeks. Yeah. Smiley faces. That she accidentally saw in the pool. Yeah. And she was like, what the hell? 
Focus anyway, he, I thought he was a good character. I thought he was well-rounded. Like, he started off as this mysterious type of, like, serial killer-y type mm-hmm. vibe. Yeah. Um, no. But, he, but also concerned. Like, he was a concerned citizen, and you knew in her head she was just thinking. Yeah. Because she wasn't... Because she is a 50-something-year-old woman by herself in the middle of nowhere. Right. And this guy just came out of nowhere and was like, are you okay? So she was, you know... And she's a writer, so her imagination is, like, Sorry. out there. And then the next characters we meet shortly after that. So they part ways, and she gets to Tranquilium Gate. Mm -hmm. And they're in teeny tiny writing where she has to put her readers on, you know, (laughs) to be able to see it. She sees this, like, you have to punch in this, like, passcode. And she puts it in, and she puts it in, and it's not going anywhere. And you are really just, I think, um, the author did a good job. Like you're getting stressed with her. Do you yeah, know what I mean? like that anxiety. Like, what the hell? It's like embarrassing. It's frustrating. You're all the way here. You're fucking looking at this little note. You're putting in what you're supposed to, and it's like it's doing nothing. You know, yeah. Nothing's and happening. I think because of the catfish incident too, she was like wary that this was some kind of trick. Yeah, yeah. And that she couldn't get in. You know what and I mean? And then you had <gasps> what happens is all of a sudden this flashy sports car comes rolling up behind her. Lamborghini. What, speaking of that, what kind of car was her car? It was some, must have been some foreign Foreign car. car, Because we never recognized it. It started with a P. Yeah. But it was something weird, like, not pierogi, because that's a food, but something like that. (laughs) Not a pierogi, I hope not. I hope she's not driving around. No pierogies. (laughs) Pierogies. (laughs) I'm sorry, that just tickled me. Um... But it was funny. And, and, yeah, so they pull up in this, like, hot-looking... We're recapping. Anyway. Yeah. I'm more just, like, getting into the characters. characters. And so we meet Jessica and Ben, and we come to find out They're a young married couple. Yeah. Young married couple. They're to work on... They checked the box for, like, marriage Marriage counseling. counseling. Um, Whereas Francis was more, like, self-improvement, meditation, that kind of shit. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know. We don't always get everybody's, like, yeah, kind of what like their what they main were there focus for. was. Well, we know Carmel's weight loss. I Well, we do find out everyone's, yeah. actually, like, what drove them to, to do these mm-hmm. things. I don't clearly remember Tony's. Like, I remember his backstory, but I don't remember what, what prompted him to make the decision to come to Tranquilium. Oh, wait. No, my... Never mind. I do. He had a health scare. That's right. And as much as possibly the health skin cancer or something, or I don't think it was skin, but it some was kind possibly, of cancer. Some, possibly some kind of cancer. Fatal. I, yeah. it, it was kind of elusive. They he never said exactly what it was, but come to find out, he he did not have that. Right. But in evaluating him, he they basically said he was like walking the fine line of like heart attack, diabetes. Like he just right, wasn't right, right. taking care of. Well, himself. and part of when they were evaluating him, he had said. He's told, admitted later to them that he had thought, well, I hope it's fatal, and then realized that's a horrible thing to think. What's wrong with him? Right, right, and that right. That was one of the reasons he wanted to go to something like this, to yep. try to figure out what's going on with him mentally, too. Like, I think he has some anxiety and depression, because he doesn't know why he... That, right, That right, triggered right. him into being like, oh my god, why did I think that? Who would want something fatal? You know? Right, right. So... Um, and, but anyways, back to the married Jessica couple. And ben, they were there for like marriage counseling. I, very quickly, you learn from being kind of in their heads. She thinks he loves his car more than her. her. 
he kind of has trouble even looking at her because she has gone through so much cosmetic surgery. He just wishes she was her normal self. Like, yeah. he doesn't see it as So, beautiful. Jessica he fell in love with instead yeah. of the Jessica she became. Yep. It, having done yeah, extensive plastic surgeries. It. And, yeah. And she doesn't understand why he can't see that she's pretty because she thinks she looks beautiful now and everyone tells her she looks beautiful now because of the plastic surgery and yeah she doesn't understand why he doesn't acknowledge it yep basically and then we get to meet Yao. he's well we really actually met Yao and masha first it was the pre like the, oh that's right before you got into the current day story yeah you you saw this situation where Yao is a he's a paramedic, new paramedic mm -hmm. under his supervisor or whatever and they're there for someone whose assistant called because she like pa it seemed like she passed out for a moment or something and yeah. they were there evaluating her but as they're trying to evaluate and her she kept saying she i did not pass out and she yeah kept, yeah that's right and then she, she did it again about it and then mm -hmm. she, in the meantime someone's trying to like i need her to like sign off on these things so you can tell she's like a a, a big wig you know yeah, ceo type dress thing. ball and um so She's like, oh, it'll only take but a moment. Like, let me just do this, you know. And mm -hmm. they're like, we, we need to evaluate you. But just as she was about to, like, take it to sign off on these papers or whatever, she drops to the floor and starts convulsing. Yep. The assumption is she's seizure. having a seizure. But come to find out, I guess, it can look like you're having a seizure when you go into cardiac arrest. Yes. And so she actually had this, like, uh, not near-death experience or actually she did die she says she did die she remembers like floating out and she insists that she saw a birthmark on the top of Yao's head and how else would she have seen it really you know so mm -hmm. there formed like kind of this immediate kinship amongst them and ultimately you fast forward into current day and she is the one running Tranquillum yeah and Yao is her assistant her, yeah. one of her assistants yep because she decided to transform her life after that experience right so, we've met now Francis, Tony, we've had Yao, Masha. The couple. The cu ben and Jessica. I, then I think we, we meet the family next. Lars. Uh, Lars we meet at a bar. Yeah. On his way to, he's a health retreat junkie. So, yes. he's gluttonously stopping at this bar to have his last go-round. And we find out he's a very good-looking... Um, He's gay. Gay man. He's a boy. Yes, I was yeah. trying to remember, right? Like, he has this boyfriend, and you can tell there's there's something, there's, like, there's this issue around, they've been, they're a happy couple together, his significant other wants to have a, a child or children. Yes. And he's been kind of a hard no on that. Right. And, and the only vacations he wants to take are to health resorts and not with his partner. He's yeah. like, a, he, he kind of phrases it as, like, it's his... Yeah, his time or whatever. Time to do what he needs to do. He's kind of selfish. But that's, that's, like, the underlying thing that you get pretty quickly is I think he's sorting out, like, does this mean they can stay together? Is it too big a compromise? Right. You know, how does this look? So... That's kind of how we were introduced to him and get an idea of what's going on with him. And then the last set that we meet is a family. It's a mother, father, and teenage daughter. daughter. Well, no, she's 20. You're right. She's not a 20 teenager. Year old she's daughter. 20. Mm -hmm. Probably because I was just thinking she was in school, they, but it's college or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and they were teenagers when their trigger incident happened. Yeah. And it takes a minute for their story to unfold a little bit and you actually learn through the daughter 
that she has a twin brother who had died. Yes. And then a little further still in the progression of things, we find out that he had committed suicide. So they were right up against the anniversary of his death, which he actually had killed himself on his birthday. Yeah. Be, so it's the or, anniversary or right near their birthday yeah, because it's in, all in the same week it's not it, the same day it sounded like the same day because she said i was going to talk to him on my birthday and i think that's when they found anyways mm-hmm. um so they were they're there to get away for this kind of retreat because this well, is a really the last, hard time it's of been, year for them this is the third, third year, year and it's been two years of dealing with this every january and the daughter was like it is just nothing but despair and horror it's just yeah. horrible every january and her parents are really super overprotective of her now of and won't leave her alone because no. right i mean can't play mom yeah, yeah right they're, right. they're they don't want her to also it's like a form of ptsd right yeah. like how do you ever let them and out so of your sight? So they decided to try to do this as a, maybe this will help us. Maybe we can yeah, get out of this through. rut a little bit and have a better experience at this time of year. Yep. So those are our host of characters and kind of their backstory as why they would go to this health retreat. Oh, we missed Carmel. We didn't oh, really we did. talk about You're her. Right. Yeah. We talked so we about her before we yeah. hit play there. We have a single mother that has four daughters. Yep. Who's? Husband left her mm-hmm. and replaced her for somebody else. Mm-hmm. And she is kind of focusing on her looks like she lost his attraction. You know what yeah. I mean? Like so she thinks her issue is weight. She needs to lose weight because yeah. the other girl's yeah. thinner. Or Again, I think she's just more unhealthily kind of taking the rejection of her husband leaving her. Because yes. his way of leaving her was saying he was no longer attracted to her, I, yes. I believe, in that recap. So that's what she's stuck on. So she feels like, oh, she's, you know, after having four children, she's gained some weight or she's this or that. So she's hyper fixated on losing weight. Like that's going to solve all her issues. issues. And it's not that she wants her husband back because she doesn't. I think she just feels like, well, if he's lost attraction in me after having four kids and promising to never leave me, then how's anyone else? So yeah. I think she's taking it that way yep. and trying to fix herself in general for to try to find somebody that wants to be with her, but doesn't realize that she doesn't have to do that. Yeah. And we come to find out really that she's pretty healthy and pretty, everyone's not says overweight. It, no, at all. not at all. Yeah. No. So it's just a lot. It's probably almost like a body dysmorphia. Like, yeah. cause she's got it in her head. He's not attracted to me. So then you hyper-focused and you just don't see yourself in, in the actual yeah. way. And she used to be some kind of corporate, like headhunter or corporate oh, yeah, yeah. litigator or something. She's she's she used to be that until she was a stay at home mom. Yep. So that's that's Carmel. Now that we've gone through all the freaking characters. I know, right? What are you feeling? What are Some your thoughts? I know, right? Yeah, I thought they did a good job. We were you take turns being everyone's you get everyone's point of view mm-hmm. at least to some degree i'd say we've talked about this like francis probably the most yes because she's like one of the main and then we do towards the end start to get a lot with masha yeah which kind of helps because and her quickly unraveling right well wow the initial like day or two i am not super sharp on like the exact timeline because i know they're supposed to be there a total of 10 days it was like a 10 day right but they were really only there four or five right so i'd say like maybe it was that first a day or two i felt like what they were promoting was kind of 
out there but working like the yeah, the, the noble si- silence the noble silence so like mm-hmm. i really feel like people were able to quiet their mind more and, and yeah. really get into their thoughts a little better and that's also what allowed us to advance their storylines better understand who they are why they're here yeah. which again we've gone over but like this is how you got a lot of that and i feel like the silence was helpful with their thought processing like you said like they were able to get deeper into their own thoughts which means so because they didn't have anyone to talk something out to or talk it out with or out loud to they were processing their thoughts over and over and realizing on their own like what was rational what was in irrational what they should like they were working things out in their own minds because they weren't allowed to talk yes yeah and then obviously there were some cheaters but and then we also got some good insight everyone did like a counseling session with masha yes i think to better delve into like why they're here and what's got them and she's definitely out there right yeah. like the way she approached people she's like yeah, yeah 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 i i hear that you you are a mom and you have kids but tell me something about you you know tell me yeah. that like she was kind of disregarding the the super she was trying to get them to dig a little deeper yeah, yeah. which again it was I could see where it'd be slightly off-putting, like, if you had paid, yeah. like, all this money to go somewhere. But at the same time, I saw where it was getting them places. And mm-hmm. so I could follow the ride. And I'm thinking, okay, this is going okay, yeah, you know? it's starting to work. And then there was definitely a pretty distinct shift. Like, it all started with, they all got woken up. <laughs> To do like this, like the night, the midnight the, over the stars, yeah, meditation, yeah. exactly. It Which was like was middle really of the night, cool. and I was like, okay, I, you could see where it was a little discerning because, like, someone we were one person, they like woke up to like realize someone was in their room, and it was like the middle of the night, yeah. you know. And it was it's something that maybe should have been planned so people knew it was gonna yeah. happen, not like off the coffin, yeah. yeah, wake you up. And so that was kind of the tipping point. That was like where, honestly, the you journey ended where you could kind of roll with it and think, yeah, it's a little extreme. It's a little out there, mm-hmm. but like it's working. And like, I, I do this, you know what I mean? I right. sign myself up for something like this. Like I could handle these things. I, yeah. She's a little quirky, but like this is helping people and I'm seeing people progress and then they wake up. Mm. Right. Like basically they, like no one really remembers leaving. Did they have a smoothie? No, they did the midnight thing, and then it was, I think, like, the next day they all met for, um, they were doing some kind of... But everyone had already had the smoothies. Well, because they do the, they have smoothies at night, and then they have smoothies, they have smoothies, like, five times a day. Yeah, often. But the part where it got crazy, I think, was the next day after the midnight thing. Because they all woke up in a room they did not put themselves in. That was... After, so there was the midnight meditation, which was kind of crazy. Then the next day, I think they met again because they were talking to Masha and um, Yao. Yao and uh, Delilah. Yeah. And they were doing some kind of like uh, yoga or something. Okay. And then they started freaking out. And then that's when um, they gave them all smoothies when they were doing that yoga. And then that's when... Um, Heather said, like, are you giving us drugs or whatever? Are you drugging her off? I can't remember. It was something, her daughter was acting weird. Her daughter was acting, asking a bunch of questions and being really vocal. And she thought that, because that was when they'd ended the silence. Because what we find out in this, like, scene we're trying to conjure up here is that 
they find out they were previously spiked with microdosing of LSD, LSD. in their smoothies. Mm-hmm. But this go-round, it was EMDA. LSD and... No, no, no. It was mushrooms. The EMDA was in... Or MDA. EMDA. Whatever it was. Mm-hmm. The... um Was in the couples. The newlyweds. She said your dose has a specific um, extra... Uh, a different. She goes. I spiked everyone else's with like these basically magic mushrooms, and everyone oh, else's. She said LSD because I remember the, finding no, no, it odd. They had been spiked with LSD. Yeah, microdosing with LSD. Then, in this smoothie, she added an extra. She had still did the microdosing with LSD, but added the magic mushrooms. But instead of in um, in Jessica and Ben's smoothie, she put the EMDA so they could connect better and get closer together as part of their marriage counseling so she because it's ecstasy so right right she put that in theirs and then everyone else's had um mushrooms and the microdosing of lsd and so that's why they felt it more it wasn't like more lsd it was she used magic mushrooms Hmm. and so then they all started getting super super duper high and hallucinating and then after that is when they woke up in the room all together yeah and essentially you know i thought they did a good job having masha come unglued yeah i thought they did a good job with how people were reacting but you cannot deny that they still actually progressed and like worked out a lot of they did it was not in a way i think anyone would sign up or choose to do people were drugged unknowingly yeah there is in real life like actual literature and stuff that says microdosing can be healthy and good for you under supervised and you know whatever but the problem is there was no consent i mean they did there was no consent they did not um like there was they had no, no idea that was choice. Happen. Like it was yeah. done, and this is the first retreat that she actually started doing, doing it this. with. Because yes. she was doing this retreat previously, but no, with, with no drugs, right? Um, because some of these people are there because their friends recommended this specific retreat. Yep. But then she decided she was going to do the. She had been doing a lot of studying and research on the microdosing, so she decided she was going to try to do that for this retreat, this one, and it was not working well. <laughs> so overall, I think that this was. A really good book. It was written really well. I really liked how they took many characters and combined them all together and made it make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot of them who didn't know each other, but we still got each individual backstory. Even if it was brief, we still got a story about each individual character and yep. how where they come from and why they're there and their kind of issues. So I thought that was really good, and I really thought that overall it was done well. It was wrapped up cleanly. Like, it was very, I thought it was very good overall. The writing and everything. I do, too. I feel like for a book that had a lot of characters with a lot of their own unique stories, like, when they say Nine Perfect Strangers, they mean it, right? Like, like each character, it wasn't, like, this interconnected, like, overall plot. Like, so you just had a lot of people with their own little stuff going on. She did a really good job where, um, as much as we were kind of fast and furious, like, introduced to characters, I felt like I did get to know them. I, I understood who who was what was where, and I felt like she was able to progress the story. I, you know, under these radical circumstances, I feel like there was a lot of growth in, like... There was. was. I feel like I'm really torn because there's a part of me that goes, okay, that's bananas. Who would sign up for that? Nobody, right? And then there's another part of me that's like, 
there was like some profound healing. There found really in was this crazy ass experience. Part of it also is because they kind of all went through a trauma together. Yes, because it's a trauma what happened to them at Absolutely. this place. But at the same time, like they all seem to come out better for it. Yeah, which is so funny because they all went there because they were all having these, like you said, individual, you know, and the married couple like issues with each other Absolutely. and things. But then they all ended up. Like, at the end, they had this big party, and they talked to each other, and they just all ended yeah, up you, being... Yeah, and you could tell everyone was going to yeah. stay connected to some yeah. extent. Like, you don't go through something like that and not. No. You know? So, it it was... It definitely, like, left you going, like, huh. Like, <laughs> like again, that should you know. not have worked the way it did, because they right. should have came out having even more issues due to the trauma. Yeah. But they Potentially. didn't. But they didn't, because yeah. there, there was a lot of healing involved in this, like a crazy scenario and it was and even I feel like Masha's character also went through somewhat of a transformation and she was like ready to like ditch it all Masha is probably one of our most complicated characters really oh, yeah. out of all of For them sure. and there was so many layers and yeah. literally just when you think oh now I know all the way into like the the like epilogue type ending did we still get a surprise at the very end to find out even more of her story where you're just yeah. like wait what you know what I mean she's very much scarred she has trauma in her life as well yeah several traumas which is what yes. causes her to be the way she is and where she came to make this place yep but she's and she's a little crazy but at the same time like she's a rebounder Oh, yeah. Like, she just she finds... She kind of took herself in a weird little circle there, too. You know, she she completely became unglued at the end. Yeah. And she decided to... She had been fasting for, like, 48 hours to brighten her clarity. Yeah. Then she then started she taking her own drugs, like, like mm-hmm. purposely drugging herself. And that's when she definitely went into a little bit of a psychosis there. And, yep. um, and in the end, she went to jail. For what she did she there. Did. So she had to do her time. But then I really liked the way the book really um, kind of evolved the story. And like gave us our kind of like happy ending, if you will. Yeah. Is it went out like a few weeks. A few, like few, a it went out a it, few like, weeks. And then like a essentially it went out five years. Eventually. So yeah. So but the, but the way that they went through this thing and then made everyone's lives better for it, which I thought was, I thought it was really genius. And yeah. they made it work. Yeah. She made it work. I know. Yeah. It, it was, was really great. interesting. It, it was a very entertaining book. And I felt like there was any revelation or new piece of information didn't feel like overly predictable. Like I, and I don't even think I had the time to get into that space where you're trying to predict what's happening or where people are going. You're just kind of in for a ride. And it was quite a ride. Yeah, no, it was great. It was a good one. There's Very a few thought provoking. And there's a few places in the book where you think it's going to go one direction and it doesn't, it goes a completely yeah. different direction. And you're like, what the fudge? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like... But I felt like I pretty much knew every one of those characters kind of and again, you, you could clearly see, like, this character development that happened throughout. And um, and then by giving us that kind of epilogue that goes out in time, you mm-hmm. see where everyone is in it, a better place. Yeah. They're, they're in a good spot, which is good. But 
definitely a very unorthodox way to get there. Yes, very unorthodox. Overall, very entertaining. Yes. Very, um, just, there's a lot of little twisties here and there. Oh, no, plenty enough. Like, yeah. And I think you were so busy just being in the moment with everything because there was constantly this evolving current storyline. You didn't get to where you're trying to predict why people were there, what was going on. So everything just came up like, oh, oh, okay. And you're just kind of, oh, look at that. And, you know, and it yeah. kept developing further and further. She did a really well, good job, kind of. She did also a great job of mixing in all their backstories, yeah. but not right at the top. No, like, exactly. throughout the book, you guys, different almost people's. almost like putting a tea bag in water. You know, the magic is just letting it steep for a while. And yeah, it just, it's just it, drifting like, out into flavor. Until it's a full-flavored thing. So it's like... She started and she kind of dropped these little, these people, right? And like mm -hmm. a very a low key, you kind of had some idea why they're here, which was typically their superficial reason of why they were there. Carmel wanted to lose weight. You know, Francis yeah. was feeling under the weight, whatever it might have been. But that was not near the story. It was just like what they're willing to own, you know, to bring them to that health resort. Yeah. But then it kept developing further and further and further. And it was really a lot of the stories were pretty complex and layered but it all made sense and how it unfolded made sense and then seeing them actually go through this crazy experience and yet you cannot deny that every single one of them benefited from that benefited, experience yeah. like they absolutely you know bettered themselves so i i definitely would recommend it it's a good i read. would definitely recommend it also and she's a good author so yeah yeah um, we were talking about books we've read previously. You've read like all of her books that she's written pretty much. Most. Most yeah. of them. There's only a couple you haven't. I read What Alice Forgot, which is the only other one that I've read by her so far. And I loved it. Also recommend that. Um, I know you read that one too. Yep. But we didn't read it together. This one is great. Totally recommend it. Yes. I hope, hope it's, it's your cup of tea. Mm. I don't know. There you go. Kind of ties into the metaphor yeah. I started. Also, I noticed that it is. Um, a Hulu series. So, you could always watch the Hulu series. After. Oh, Hulu series. Hulu. I thought you said a Who series. I'm like, this has something to Hulu. do with Dr. Seuss? What Hulu. are you talking about? You're like, the Who series. I'm like, No, I Hulu. said Hulu. I know, but I heard Who. So I was like, Who? What do you mean a Who series? <laughs> anyway, we've talked this book to death, so... I don't know what all is going to end up on the podcast at this <laughs> yeah. point, but we've talked it to death. So, we're going to do two besties in a book rating. Dun, dun, dun. All right. Where are you thinking you want to put this book at? Oh, well, I am in that space of donut shop coffee, Artino's latte with whip. I think I'm going to land on donut shop coffee. It's really good. It, was, it was really good. It's definitely not, I mean... It was good. It was solid. It had great bones, great yeah. story. But it's definitely not one that I'm like going to read over and over again. Right. So, yeah, I would put it I'd put it I'd put it there. Maybe donut like shop. Like fancy maybe donut the shop frozen coffee. donut shoffy coffee with uh with whip. Yeah, exactly. Fancy. So not donut shop artisanal, but Yeah. It it that's right. It's like the elevated version of donut shop coffee, like the best that you can get there, as yeah. fancy as you can get it, without it being like the creme de la creme. No creme de la creme. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. 
Um, you guys can let us know how you uh, would rate this book at any of our various social media things that we never check. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> or you can email us at two besties in a book at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at two besties in a book. Oh no, I lied. Twitter is at besties book and Instagram is two besties in a book. Yeah. So let us know what you think. And until next time. Thank you for listening to Two Besties in a Book. Find us on Twitter at Besties Books or email us at two besties in a book at gmail.com. This podcast was made with Anchor. See you next time, book besties. Two Besties in a Book! Francis Welty, the formerly. Vocal exercises. I, I, I. Um, an exquisitely painful pepper, paper cut. <laughs> pepper cut. Pepper cut. It's a pep. It's not peppercorn. It's not a paper cut. Pepper. Pepper cut. Pepper cut. Ooh, that would hurt so bad. Ooh, being cut by a pepper that would sting. Yeah, it would. Yikes. Ho ho ho! Merry Christmas. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I just saw Santa that I haven't put away yet. And it's August, so. Oh, I put it away. Now you're closer to Christmas. Right? <laughs> yeah. What's the point? Just leave him out there. He'll be a little sun bleached, but hey. Hey, Santa. Santa sun bleached. Not from this summer. True. He's like ready to like ditch it all and go back to the corporate. Sorry. I couldn't hear what you said. Shut up, Shut Siri. Shut up, Siri. God. Busy. I'm potting. <laughs> he can't park in the parking lot anymore of his place. Why? So it's a whole. They're having oh, a okay. fight with a lawyer's office and over full parking, and it's a whole thing. So okay. they need him to move his car so they have another spot for patients. Patients. How about customers? We're so bad. Customers. <laughs> yes. I was We're used to patients. <laughs> customers. I was like, he goes, Are, "Is that going to work?" I go, "It'll be okay." I already told Doreen we'll be potting in the. In the driveway. He goes, you're going to be doing what in the driveway? <laughs> potting. I'm like, we're potting. Potting. She definitely had a very layered backstory. And yeah. then watching Spack. story. Backstory. Backstory. Spack. How do you rate it? I'm the one who rated it, dingus. <laughs> I was asking the listeners. <laughs> Dummy. I said dingus, not dummy. There's a difference.